Top Talk 93.9 The Eagle, broadcasting live from the Zimmer Radio Group World Headquarters. This is the CEO Roundtable with Fred Perry. Get ready for interviews with movers and shakers from our community as we dive in for a deeper look inside Columbia. Now, here's your host, Fred Perry. And good Saturday morning. Thank you for tuning into the CEO Roundtable Show. I'm Fred Perry, your host this morning. Glad to have you along with us. We are very excited to welcome to the Eagle Studios uh, the president of Mobley Area Community College, uh, affectionately known as MAC around these parts. Dr. Jeff Lashley. Dr. Lashley, good to have you here. Well, thank you. It's great to be here. Absolutely. We have a lot of things to talk about. Uh, anybody that has driven down I-70 or down Business Loop uh, sees something pretty exciting happening over in the in the parkade uh, parking lot. Uh, and uh, these days, they'll see a lot of cars uh, because you, uh, you've got a lot of students attending your program over there at, uh, at the Columbia campus of MAC. We do. And um, in terms of our campus locations, Columbia is by far the largest uh, campus in terms of student headcount and um, approximately 2,000 students each semester will uh, be involved in programming there so you're correct during when we're up and running full speed uh, the parking lot's pretty full there yeah I think by the end of this program our listeners are going to be surprised at all that's happening at, at Mac and and uh, uh, I certainly have been able to watch it from afar uh, my uh, youngest son was a uh, Mac Mizzou a Mizzou Mac uh, student and and had a phenomenal experience there but we're going to We'll talk about that in the in the second segment. But first off, uh, to kind of just tell our listeners about your background and and sort of your responsibilities. How did you get to where you are now? Okay. Well, um, my family moved to Moberly when I was in the sixth grade, and at MACC we have uh, basketball programs that have had have had great success and a lot of national uh, recognition. So as a sixth grader, I started going to MACC. So I say that's when my affiliation with the college started. Go Greyhounds, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, so growing up, I was around the college quite a bit in in different capacities. But then when I graduated high school, I went to MACC. Hmm. So I attended two two years at MACC and then moved on to uh, Northeast Missouri State, which Mm -hmm. is now Truman, where I did my bachelor's and master's degrees. And then I completed my doctorate at Iowa State University. Wow. So I always had a connection with MACC, and I moved back to Kirksville and started teaching as an adjunct faculty member for the college. Mm-hmm. Kind of got my foot back in the door, and then a full-time uh, position in the psychology department came open, and so I was able to get that position. Yeah. So I started the college full-time as a faculty member, and I did that for six years, and then moved into administration and have held several roles there. Uh, dean and the, and then the chief academic officer and then became the president eight years ago okay so i'm entering my 25th year uh at the college this wow. fall so you're a hometown boy a product of the program uh, uh you kind of wait made your way up through the ranks and so uh you know where all the bones are buried at, at uh, mobile area community college yeah I, you know i I've been extremely fortunate to have all the opportunities that have come my way uh, from MACC, and and I'll I'll always be grateful. But I, something you said makes a lot of sense. I did wear a lot of different hats. Mm-hmm. You know, I was a student, I was a faculty member, I was mm-hmm. an adjunct faculty member, yeah. um, different administrative roles, and I think that really helped me to 
uh, have greater appreciation for all the different moving parts that it takes to make the college work. Yeah. Uh, how do you uh, spend your time? How much of your time do you spend in Columbia versus Moberly? Um, that's a good question. For for folks that don't know, we re- we have five campuses. So we have our campus in Moberly, which mm-hmm. was where we originally started, and then mm-hmm. our campus here in Columbia. And then we have a campus in Mexico, a campus in Hannibal, and a campus in Kirksville. I had no idea. Yeah. That's amazing. Okay, five campuses. Yeah. All right. So And every one of those campuses is a, is a full-blown campus with uh, all the services and mm-hmm. buildings and facilities. And um, so uh, but I spend... A lot of time on the road. No, yeah, no I surprise bet. I bet. there. Yeah. Um, in terms of how much time do I spend in Columbia, I actually spend a lot of my time in Columbia because um, there's just a, a whole lot of in, important activities here. I, I've really tried to get myself um, more ingrained in the community. I'm, I'm working with a lot of boards. Mm-hmm. I work with the chamber. I work with Ready. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to be here uh, to have the connections with the community and business and industry. So I'm down here every week for in some capacity. Yeah. As much as we want to avoid the topic, uh, because we're tired of talking about it, talk about the impact of COVID-19 on on Mac. Uh, How did that affect the way that you do business? Okay, well, you're right. It it seems like that's all we've been consumed with since March. Mm -hmm. Uh, Initially, we we did the same thing that almost all of other higher education did in March. We went to uh, purely online instruction to finish out the spring, um, and then did the same thing this summer. But in preparation for the fall, uh, we were really thoughtful for for how we wanted to proceed. And one of the things I would really want to do is draw a distinction between the different kinds of online education that mm-hmm. there is. And we, for a long time, have done what we call virtual live education. Hmm. We do that in our computer um, programming uh, programs. We do that in our allied health programs. So, for example, I've got a cohort of 30 nurses. Uh, 10 of them are in Moberly, 10 of them are in Kirksville, and 10 of them are in Mexico, but they're all in the same program. Wow. So, f- so what happens is they join virtually and take their classes together. Um, and then they stay in their home communities because that's where they want to be and that's where they do their clinicals and their other work. Mm-hmm. So we had a good, a good, um, template in place to do what we call virtual live and what our students told us we surveyed our students in the spring to ask them how this transition had gone and the thing that they were very clear to us about is they wanted that live connection to the faculty member Mm -hmm. so you know traditional online education people think of that as the stuff you do whenever you want you can Mm -hmm. do it two o'clock in the morning it's not time specific right the virtual live is so fred if you signed up for a 10 o'clock class on monday wednesday at 10 o'clock monday and wednesday you're expected to join be live and with the instructor Mm. so how we've approached the fall is we took a majority of our classes, probably 75% or so, which are largely lecture-based classes, and we've, we're starting those live virtual. Mm. So that means the student can stay home, take the classes virtually from wherever they want. If the numbers go in the right direction and we can become more open, yeah. then we can open it up and have the students come in seat if that's what they want to do. Yeah. Our facilities are such that our classes are almost always full, mm-hmm. So, and they hold approximately 24 students, but when we went to doing the social distancing in those courses yeah. that we needed to do, rather than 24 students, we could have maybe seven or eight wow. in there. Not good, yeah. So we think by going live virtual like this, that's how our students will start, Mm -hmm. and that's what they'll be ready for. And if that's how the whole semester goes, then that's what they knew they were signing up for. Yeah. 
if it gets better and they can come on campus and sit in class, we'll have them do that. Yeah. Now, for the remaining portion of our classes, like mm-hmm. our lab science courses, our uh, allied health courses, like our nursing programs, our career programs, like our mechatronics program mm-hmm. here, those students really need to have the hands-on component of, of their curriculum so those students will be coming into campus they'll be in their labs we're just going to spread those out have fewer students in the lab at any given time Mm -hmm. and we've taken a lot of where we could we've we've bought the lab materials so that they can take those with them and they can do labs outside of the college too okay but every campus is going to be fully open because a lot of our students for example may not have uh, great resources with technology may not have good broadband so we're open so if you have a class that you need to take virtually you can actually come and take that with us in one of our our labs yeah so that's great yeah so we're we're kind of a hybrid open if things go well we hope to keep opening up more and more yeah do you think that something like this is going to cause a permanent change in the way that uh, we administer education well you're certainly asking a question that there's a whole lot of talk uh, going on about Uh, i would say for us um, we have I, I just had at the end of last week you had our opening faculty workshop day and that's one of the things that I talk about in, in my comments to the college and that is what are the lessons we've learned from this that we want to hang on to mm-hmm. that maybe we will keep as we move forward and I think one of the things that that we're going to potentially hang on to is this I, idea of a live virtual class for students who want that mm-hmm. so in the future um, you have 20 seats in the class or 24 seats in the class and when you're enrolling uh, we say Fred do you want to be virtual or do you want to have a seat mm-hmm. and if you say you want to have a seat then we mark you in one of the seats and we know you're going to come in if you say I just really want to do it virtual because that's easier for me in my life mm-hmm. then, then you could do it virtual so I think we may end up with more virtual options for our students because it's worked so well and they like it uh, you know a difference for us and say the University or mm-hmm. Columbia College or Stevens is they have big residential um, facilities yeah. and they, their students are living on their campus and our students aren't you know they're commuting in or not their home mm-hmm. so we don't have to deal with some of the really difficult variables yeah. that the other higher edu- higher education institutions in town are having to deal with yeah explain for for me the difference between the moberly campus and the columbia campus uh, is there a difference in field is there a difference in in the way things are set up um there there probably the biggest difference in feel is the columbia campus is just really crowded mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know when we're in prime time what we call kind of between nine and three o'clock uh you know every classroom is in use the classrooms are full all of our student areas like our learning and resource centers our computer labs they're all full mm-hmm. i mean literally when you walk down the hall you're shoulder to shoulder sometimes yeah. um that's a function of the facility here just as always at capacity but in terms of of the culture and in terms of uh, how we approach working with our students and and everything that i think is important about being a a higher education institution no i think they're really similar Mm -hmm. there's some differences in the programs that are available though Mm -hmm. Um, you know moberly has been in place since 1927 so the magic city yeah right (laughs) Uh, and uh, so but we have really done a lot of program growth and expansion in in columbia and i Mm -hmm. think we may talk about that later so that used to be a big difference but not so much anymore we've got a lot going on in columbia 
all of your sports. I mean, I think that uh, are all of your sports in Moberly for the most part with that associated with that campus. Yeah, at this point, all we have is men's and women's basketball. Oh, okay, and we have dorms in Moberly that uh, our our student play athletes live in, mm-hmm. and then there's some additional room for other students. So that's the only place we have dorms. Uh, we were about to launch baseball and softball mm-hmm. and esports, but due to COVID, and as you can see, athletics right now is ambiguous at best yeah. in terms of whether we're going to be able to play. So we decided to push back the start of, of those programs because we, we knew it wouldn't happen this year. Yeah. But we are going to add those two sports. Okay. I was driving through Moberly not long ago in search of Don's fried chicken uh, over in over Huntsville. Huntsville. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, uh, but I know it looks like uh, Moberly Area Community College has teamed up with maybe the city on some recreational facilities. Is that right? Is there anything? Nice? It seems like there's some nice recreational facilities that had your name on them and, and maybe those are just the campuses. I don't know, but well, um, maybe I'm seeing things. Yeah, I'm not. I mean, there's there's some great facilities out there, yeah. and we are talk. We have talked with the city, and when we get to baseball and softball, uh, we will be joining with them okay. to use their facilities. Okay, yeah, maybe that's what I was yeah. thinking. Well, that's that's good. Talk about total enrollment with the difference uh, between the two campuses, the, th- the five campuses. Yeah. Um, we have approximately at this point about five thousand students wow. um, between our whole system in a given semester. I had no idea. That's amazing. Um, Two thousand or so will be here in Columbia, okay. um, and then it, it it varies greatly. But then the second largest program would, of course, always be campus would be Moberly, mm-hmm. and then Hannibal, Mexico, and Kirksville are, are fairly similar in size. So we're talking three three to five hundred students at those campus locations, depending upon the semester, mm-hmm. anywhere from seven hundred to a thousand in Moberly. Yeah. But the other place we we have a lot of students is we have a really large online program and i'm not talking about the live virtual i'm okay. talking about the what you know um, asynchronous online meaning you take the class whenever you want at your own pace at your own yeah mm-hmm. and and we have uh, had a big online program for many years and so Almost all of our students take at least one of their classes online, so those online students can be anywhere. Yeah. And so we have students that are, you know, not even from Missouri necessarily yeah. participating in the online courses. And then the other thing that we have, Fred, is we've got a big dual credit program, and dual credit is where a high school student takes a class and gets both high school credit for it and college credit for it. To for that to work, the high school has to use an instructor that we approve, mm-hmm. and they have to use the curriculum that we have and so included in those 5,000 students are our high school students who are taking dual credit and for our dual credit program we have a special accreditation called NACEP which stands for the National Alliance of Concurrent Enrollment Programs mm-hmm. which is a really kind of the gold standard for um dual credit programs and so we're really proud of that and dual credit has been a big part of of our uh, growth and i uh, hopefully in another segment we'll get to talk a little bit about the early college that we're starting with columbia public schools this fall all right very good when we come back uh we will continue our visit with dr jeff lashley who is the president of uh, milberly area community college uh, we'll talk about the mizzou mac program which has been a huge success uh uh, here locally, uh, and we'll, we'll get some details about the college's future. But uh, we are listening to the CEO Roundtable right now. I'm Fred Perry. Back after this on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle.
He's breaking down what's going on inside Columbia. It's Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable. Fred Perry, your host this morning. Glad that you have joined us. As you know, if you listen to the first segment, we are visiting with the president of Moberly Area Community College, Mac, Dr. Jeff Lashley. And uh, we've been hearing about uh, the college's uh, past and, and their total enrollment of almost 5,000 students, which is uh, I did not know. I did not know that uh, there were five campuses for Mac. So uh, I'm learning a lot this morning myself. Several years ago, you forged a relationship with the University of Missouri. Uh, you know, in the past, uh, kids that wanted to go to a community college often had a great deal of difficulty getting their credits to transfer to a four-year university. Uh, the Mizzou Mac program uh, really has taken care of all of that. You have worked out most of those issues for the student, and so now uh, it's much easier for a student to attend two years at a at the community college of their choice and then move on to the University of Missouri. Talk about that that partnership. Okay. And, and just a little bit before, uh, in terms of transfer from a community college anywhere in the state to a public four-year institution, we now have worked out um, agreements that essentially they shouldn't lose credits. Mm-hmm. And we have what's called the Core 42 curriculum that's agreed upon by all the public institutions and, and many and most of the privates. Across the state. Yeah. Okay. So, so transfer really is much, much more seamless than it used to be. Mm-hmm. I would say the transfer, sometimes the bigger challenge is there, a, a student at a community college is, is going someplace that maybe has 2,000 students yeah. and classes of 24 and they know everybody and then suddenly they're at a large institution with 20,000 students yeah. And, and it's a big it's a big difference. So there's kind of a culture shock. So um, th- the approach that we have had that's important to me is I think what we want to do is create pathways th- for our students, and we do that through partnerships. Mm-hmm. And fortunately, the university has become a great partner for us. And um, several years back, uh, we started what you've referred to called the Mizumac program, and that's a program where a student. Um, is co-enrolled. They're enrolled with, with MACC and the university. And so as they do their first two years, they'll take the majority of their courses with us, but they'll take at least a class or two at the university. Mm. And that can work out really well when you have a student who's in a program that will have a course that they typically would take in their freshman or sophomore year that we don't offer and so that'll be the course they'll take as a part of their um, Mizzou curriculum and what it also does is it gets them familiar with the university they get to go through an orientation with the university they get to go uh, to the university and they're there for the classes that they take Mm -hmm. so when they finish with us and transfer in fully that kind of transfer shock of going from a small institution to a large institution just isn't nearly as impactful Mm -hmm. Um, so that's been a great partnership with the university that we that we've been really proud of and it's been really successful and have had uh, lots of students interested in it 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 just generally is about all that we can handle yeah The, the university actually has people dedicated to the Mizzou Mac program helping kids transition and and providing academic advising and so forth and uh you know as a parent I'll talk about my own my own son's experience I mean he was he was able to live on the Mizzou campus yep. uh, so he didn't miss out on any of that social experience uh he was able to use the rec center which you know is the most important thing to a freshman in college yes. um and uh was able to participate in the meal programs at the university uh and and take one 
class or two classes, but then uh, the rest of his academic experience was at was at uh, Mobile Area Community College, and and uh, and the, by the way, the parking is a lot better over there than it is on the Missouri yeah. campus. <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah, that's that, true. That to, to me is the number one benefit. But uh, anyway, it, it's uh, it was just such a positive, seamless experience, and and I think that uh, uh, I wish more parents knew about it, um, and I wish more parents knew about the A plus program. Talk a little bit about the A plus program and how that dovetails into Mizzou Mac and other things that you're you're doing. Yeah, and and before I do that, Fred, I yeah. just want to mention we we've now got a similar concurrent enrollment program with Columbia College. Oh, good, and with Stevens College as well, and then we have one with Truman State in Kirksville, okay. and and the Truman State one is is unique in that uh, Truman is a highly select institution, yeah. so there are a number of students that that's their destination spot, but they don't necessarily meet the in, initial admission requirements. Mm-hmm. So there's a set of requirements that they can use to enter the TrueMac program. And then they complete their associate's degree, have all the same opportunities to live on campus, be involved, just like you described with yeah. the Zumac. If they graduate with their degree with the required GPA, then they automatically are admitted to Truman. That's terrific. Um, wow. And and by the way, I think you would you would be a great spokesperson for us. Uh, mm-hmm. And as you describe your son's experience, yeah. um, that's just perfectly in line with what we hoped would happen yeah so so that's yeah, great to hear perfect. Uh, in terms of the a plus scholarship that's something that's in the state of missouri and essentially high school students um, when they're in high school can choose to uh, be a part of the a plus program and then they have to do cert- meet certain criteria their last two years of high school mm-hmm. in regards to their attendance their uh, grades mentoring service yeah, yeah mentoring mm-hmm. and if they do that then they are eligible uh, to attend any of the community colleges in the state or Missouri State Technical College, and it will cover the cost of tuition and fees. And uh, so that so that's a great um, incentive to get high school students thinking about college. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- I believe, and this is one of the things about the program I like the most, is I think maybe it gets first-generation kids oh, thinking yeah. about college because yeah. somebody's in their ear mm-hmm. in high school saying, hey, you can get your college paid for, and never would have occurred to them that was possible. Maybe nobody in their family understands financial aid. Yeah. And I'm sure we have first-generation students now that end up pursuing higher education because of the A-plus program gets you know gets that awareness to them in yeah. high school it, it's amazing and I, I i'm sort of i'm always so disappointed when i meet parents or or kids who have recently graduated that just it just wasn't on their radar i mean yeah. it really honestly it wasn't that tough uh, both of my boys went through the a plus program and and you know it it requires a certain level of attendance you know you have um you know you have to show up to school uh and a few things that are a little extracurricular, but you know what? It's the the bar is very low as far as I'm concerned, and and to to present a situation where you have your tuition covered for the first two years of your college career, I mean, you're talking easily forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars uh, savings to a family when you know that would be going through a traditional four year university, and so. Um, it's it's really a remarkable program, and so it's it sounds like something. I want to go back to something you mentioned before the break, but uh, these the the program that you're you're launching this year with high school kids. Yes. Um, and I met somebody last week who's actually taking advantage of this. I'm trying to remember who it was. Uh, but but talk about this program where you can start getting college credit. Uh, this is more than just advanced placement. This is this is something much larger. Yeah. Well, and and it goes back 
to what I mentioned, pathways and partnerships. Columbia Public Schools has been just an outstanding partner for MACC. Uh, we could do a whole segment on nothing but the partnerships that we have with mm-hmm. Columbia Public Schools. This one um, is new, and we're really excited about it. Uh, early college is something that's, that's been around and across the nation for a while, and it's the idea of getting juniors and seniors who it makes sense for them to do it to really pursue college credits the last two years of high school. And if they do that, getting them to the point that they actually will graduate from high school uh, at the same time they graduate with their associate's degree. And so they're finished when they finish high school, they're ready for their junior year of college, essentially. That's amazing. And in our dual credit program, over the years, we've had lots of students who graduate from high school and then graduate with their associate's degree at the same time. You know, they go through two commencement ceremonies, and we always recognize them, and that's great. Well, a couple of years ago, when the chamber went on uh, their visit to, mm-hmm. to uh, Michigan. Yep. Um, Ann Arbor. Ann Arbor, yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't get to make that trip, but the folks up there got exposed to an early college program that was there. And so we c- came back, and, and Peter Steepleman came to me and said, hey, why don't we take a look at doing this? Mm-hmm. And I said, well, yeah, I'd like to, because it was something we were pretty familiar with. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, a, a good way that the chamber helped to create that space for that conversation to happen. So this fall, we start our first semester of the early college. Mm. So it's a process where... The, the CPS students had to apply for the program and they're selected through a process that happens with the, with the public schools. And we're going to have about 175 students in this initial class. Yeah, the first class. class. Wow. Yeah. And so that, what that means essentially is they're going to be taking, uh, the majority of their coursework with us on our campus. So they'll be coming over to our campus and they'll be integrated into our, our classes uh, with our regular students. Mm-hmm. We'll have some special support services in place for them there, and there will be some CPS staff that are there and um, some accommodations made for them, but really for the most part, they are just like any other MACC student. Mm-hmm. Now, if they take full advantage of the program, they should be able to graduate with their associate's degree at the same time they mm-hmm. graduate from high school. Uh, and even if they don't, let's say they graduate with 45 credit hours, well, gosh, how much ahead are you? Yeah. And it doesn't cost them anything. Uh, the Columbia Public School System is using their average daily attendance money to support this program. So it wow. will be free to the students that take it. So you could have two years of college credits for absolutely free. It'll be free for the students, yes. Yeah. Yes. That's remarkable. That yeah. really is. Okay. So, so it's something we're. I know there's really... a lot of parents out there listening, you know, who've been trying to figure out how they're going to pay for their kids' education, and, and it has become very expensive. Yeah. But, uh, this, that's a really positive solution. What kind of criteria does it take to qualify for a kid to get into that program? Do you, do you have to have a certain grade point average, or what's, what do they look at? Uh, you know, I, I know they look at grade point average. I know they look at other kinds of just factors in terms of, what kind of student they've been and how they performed mm-hmm. uh, up until that point. I, I'm really not that up to up to speed to be that articulate for yeah. you to tell you what they what they are. But the other thing, Fred, that about me that are, that I find really exciting about this is go goes back to that first generation college student because I really think we're going to end up with some uh, young people who who do this early college who didn't have a concept of higher education it didn't come from their family and they're going to say i can do this yeah 
and as and by the time they graduate with an associate's degree you know they know how to do it and we've introduced them to to the world of higher education yeah. and so that's something i'm really excited yeah about. that changes the family tree for many decades yeah, you know it, it really, really does. does it just changes uh, the uh, a lot of things um what is, what is MAC known, MACC known for in terms of academic programs? What are the, the, the programs of eminence that stand out? Well, you're asking the president, so I'm going to say everything, <laughs> <You're a little laughs> right? Um, in, in terms of sheer numbers, you know, the, the largest percentage of our students are taking the Associate of Arts degree, which is the degree that they're going to transfer on to a four-year institution of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an Associate of Science degree, which is a pre-engineering degree. That's one that we're pretty proud of because our students uh, who complete that program uh, go to Missouri S&T, come here to the university, and do really well in the engineering programs That's there. Um, we're, I think we're really known for our health sciences programs. Uh, we have... We have three practical nursing programs. We have six registered nurse programs, mm-hmm. ADN. We have occupational therapy assistant program. Uh, we have a medical laboratory technician program. And we're starting a surgical technology program. Wow. So in terms of health care, yeah. you're, you're, you're getting your health care um, a lot of times by folk, by people have been trained by MACC. Here in Columbia, uh, we started the surgical tech program this fall, and we're in our second year of the practical nursing program. Now, both of those were programs that existed at Columbia Public Schools and did not make sense for them to continue. So through a partnership, we matriculated those programs hmm. to us, but we still hold them in the career center because we didn't have space for them. Ah. So that's how partnership yeah, keeps really. things going. Yeah, and and we're going to start a new uh, accelerated ADN program here in Columbia as well. Any idea on placement rates? Uh, how, how we do in terms of getting kids placed uh, into uh, careers after they've completed one of your programs? Yeah, that's a good question. We we actually track all of our students who are in our workforce and technical programs, mm-hmm. the ones that when you're done with them, you're supposed to go to work, not transfer onto uh, another institution. And we're we're generally in the in the nineties yeah. for for placement. Wow, that's impressive. When we come back uh, from from this segment, we're gonna we're gonna visit with you a little bit about the, this program called uh, Mectronics, uh, which is uh, very interesting, and just other the other partnerships that you have forged within the local business community uh, to really improve the lo- the local labor market, and and we'll we'll get your thoughts on that, and then we'll talk about the future of Mobile Area Community College. We are visiting with Dr. Jeff Lashley, the president of Mac. Back after this, I'm Fred Perry. You're listening to Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. You're listening to Inside Columbia with Fred Perry on Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. And welcome back to the CEO Roundtable Show. Uh, This is Fred Perry, your host today, visiting with Dr. Jeff Lashley, the president of Mobley Area Community College. And we've had a great visit this morning uh, talking about all the amazing things that are happening uh, at Mobley Area Community College. And this has been a real eye-opener for me, and I kind of thought I knew everything. So this has really, really been nice to visit with you. Um, 
I want to talk about some of the, the, the partnerships that you have forged in the local business community. And one of those programs is called Mechatronics. And tell our listeners what Mechatronics is. Okay. Well, and I'll tell you, Fred, I get out of my wheelhouse real quick on Mechatronics. Um, Mechatronics is a is our program that trains our students to go and work in advanced manufacturing settings. Mm. And so they, they get a whole lot of exposure to a whole lot of things that would happen in advanced manufacturing. I know they get a lot of exposure to electricity and the way electricity mm. works. They get exposure to PLCs, programmable logic controllers, which is programming mm. of the you know, that's how factories, advanced manufacturing runs today. They get exposure to robotics. They get exposure to 3D printing. Um, they get exposure to computer um, engineering, to blueprint reading. Frankly, I don't think I could uh, pass the curriculum myself. Uh, you know, these these students are really yeah. pretty amazing. It's a different part of the brain, that's yeah. for sure. And, and they learn how all of these processes are key to advanced manufacturing today. So when they show up, and they're ready, you know, to, to enter that workforce. They're really well trained. And we have found, you know, that the, the industries and the businesses that are hiring them, um, are, are very pleased with them. And, and in fact, uh, that program, since we have started it, um, we, we just kept, uh, meeting our capacity. We mm-hmm. couldn't add any more. We couldn't add any more. So we've just done a large expansion at our Columbia campus here uh, that's going to allow us to increase capacity in that program. But to your question of, in, in terms of partnership, I think this is the best example I could ever give of, of how it should happen when when um, if, if I could replicate this over and over again. And, and essentially what happened is business and industry here in Columbia mm-hmm. and ready Yep. And the school district and, and MACC all came together. And basically the, the industry folks said to us, we can't hire the, a person with this, this skill set. This is the skill set we need. So our, in our faculty, our, our curriculum people sat down with them and they helped us to develop the curriculum for mechatronics. And so we took some pieces of things that existed and then created a, a bunch of new curriculum mm-hmm. and developed really a brand new program yeah. the other the company that really was huge in this is 3m yeah and they have singer praises i mean they're they're thrilled with the outcome of this program and and talk more about that relationship yeah well 3m was uh, was really a convening partner for this and one of one of the challenges for us w- when this program was being developed is we we simply didn't have any money to uh by the equipment and it's an equipment heavy mm-hmm. program let me tell you and so 3m said well, we got a foundation so why don't you write a grant <laughs> so we wrote a grant to the yeah. 3m foundation it was funded and that was our seed money that wow. got us started that's amazing and so it for me it's it's the best example because this program was built specifically based upon what they were telling us they needed mm-hmm. uh, we have internships um, that our students go and, and are able to participate in in the companies and um it's just it's just been ideal yeah and these are good paying jobs i mean these kids are are starting at 3m uh you know i hate to say this because it makes people mad when i say it but they're making more money than a four-year college graduate makes you know um and so it's kind of a uh so this is a really lucrative opportunity any idea how many kids have gone from mac to 3m you know i i not sure about that. Yeah. Um, I, I just don't know the numbers. I do know that our students get their jobs. Yeah. Uh, when they graduate from that program, they're, they're, they're finding work. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, cool. 
Yeah, that's great. Any other uh, companies that you've partnered in, in in a similar fashion to what you've done with 3M? Um, yeah, we we've had partnerships like that with a, with a lot of different companies. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I know speaking on behalf of the county when when we were trying to and, and the program's gotten off to a slow start, but but you know we we desperately needed nine one one operators telecommunicators and and uh, it's a very specialized skill. It's you have to use technology that most people are not familiar with. Uh, but uh, you guys were willing to sit down with us and say, hey, let's give this a try and try to see if we can't. And we have a state of the art nine one one center in Boone County that a lot of people don't know about. But but uh, filling those jobs has been very hard just because the the skill sets are not there. And and uh, you guys were willing to partner on that, which has been great. Yeah, and that that's another really good example. And and I think we just finished a class not long ago. Yep. And uh, yeah, that that telecommunication center is amazing. When we were developing this uh, idea, I went to it and got a tour of it and got to see what it did, what, yeah. what it was capable of, and also the kind of training someone would need to be able to, to yeah. work in there. Yeah. And it's really very impressive. And so Mac has the uh, the actual consoles, that uh, the technology that people uh, will use in this job. And, and again, that was kind of written through a grant also, I understand. And, and uh, so it's, uh, it's something that... Uh, you know, you're addressing some real life issues, some needs yeah. in the in this community. That, so. And that's another good example, Fred, that we we couldn't have done that alone. Without the partnership with the county, it just would not have happened mm-hmm. because the county wrote the grant. The county came up with the ability with the funds mm-hmm. to buy the equipment that we need to use to train the students. Yeah, it's a win win for everybody. I want to talk about uh, uh, something that's uh, getting ready to open, I think, at uh, Mac. Uh, that's your maker space. Um, a lot of people this is something else that i think people discovered up in ann arbor um this whole concept of a, of a makerspace i've seen it at lindenwood college and other places around the country but uh talk about what is a makerspace and then what is mobile area community college doing okay well you're correct the idea came from that same visit again so uh, again credit to the chamber and it's also a, a part of what's going on with the loop and um what we did is we had an opportunity to write a grant called the um Mo Excel's grant, mm-hmm. which was something that Governor Parson did. Okay. And when we wrote the grant, we knew we needed to expand our mechatronic space. And so that was the first piece of the grant that we wrote. And that's how we we're able to do the big expansion. We just expanded about 11,500 square feet in the Parkade Center. So wow. we're at 70,000 square feet there now. You're a big tenant. Yeah, I think, I think so. We take all the parking. That's for yeah. sure. Um, and we thought, that would also be a great opportunity to uh, maybe add a makerspace to that process because so much of what happens in a makerspace, depending upon how you do it, mm-hmm. could be connected to our mechatronics program and what happens there. So fortunately, we were able to get the makerspace as a part of that grant as well. And so uh, that's being finished as we speak. It's about 5,000 square feet, mm-hmm. and it's going to have um, d- different kinds of things in it. It's going to have a wood shop, a metal shop. Mm. CNC, uh, which is computer uh, numerical controlled machining. Never heard of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, yeah. This it's not me figuring this out. Trust me. It's it's our faculty. Uh, we're going to have. You might not think of sewing machines, but there are like industrial sewing machines, and yeah. we're going to have those that can do textiles and all kinds of um, things that you couldn't do on just a typical one. We're going to have laser cutters. We're going to have three D printers. Wow. Uh, different kinds of electronics that can be worked on, uh, frame shop, and some 
and computing resources. Wow. So all that equipment is going to be there. And, of course, we'll have a staff that will be there uh, running the makerspace. And what what it's for is we encourage entrepreneurs uh, to come and uh, anybody who maybe has a small business idea and they want to do prototypes, they want to test out things, this would be a perfect way for them to do it because they don't have this expensive equipment sitting at home yeah. or available to them. And so it could it could be used in that way. It could also be used for someone like you who just has great skills and wants to come in and use this high-end stuff yeah. that, that you can't have in your own garage. Yeah. So it'll be like a membership scenario. Oh, okay. And um, so... You, you could pay to be a member. You could pay just for, you know, a single episode. And as, as folks come into it, they'll have to go through a training process to yep. check them out to make sure that they're safe on everything and, and then, uh, go from there. So it's amazing. It's, it's being completed now. So the, you don't have to be a Mac student, no, uh, but no. you, you have to be a member. Just have, okay. yeah, yeah. So this is for the whole community. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we think, um, it, it should really, be very impactful and yeah. and again an entrepreneur somebody with a, with an idea that just doesn't have access to the kind of equipment and machinery we will have in there then come in and then fabricate and see if they can get their idea to work you know the timing couldn't be better as, as covid19 has really displaced so many people at all different levels and so forth you know uh, entrepreneurship is going to replace you know is going to fill in the the void in the in the local economy and and it's really uh what a what a great gift to the community to be able to offer that. So that's uh, kudos to you for for making that happen. That's that's pretty cool. Well, so, we're we're very excited about yeah, it. That's neat. I want to talk to you a little bit about funding. You know, you you hear a lot about uh, the uh, funding formulas for for K through twelve education. That's in the news a lot. It seems like, and but uh, that's one of the areas where community colleges have really struggled is to get an adequate amount of state funding. Talk a little bit about your experience in that area. Okay. Well, the first thing I want to say uh, is I don't I don't think any of the public higher education in the state is overfunded. So anything I say is not to imply that. I right. want to be clear. Right. Um, but when, when we look at undergraduate education in the state and the amount of money that goes from the state of Missouri to higher education, about 15, 16% of it goes to the community colleges. And then it's distributed amongst us and there are 13 or 12 districts. So it goes, gets divided 12 ways. At any given time, if you count just undergraduates who are engaged in education in the state of Missouri, we're educating over 40% of those folks. But with getting 15% of the money. Right. Yeah. And, and then, the uh, distribution is not equitable within sectors. So um, amongst the community colleges, I'm the second lowest um, funded institution, uh, and, and you calculate it by FTE. It's uh, our full-time equivalent right. student. How much money do you get for each of those? And I'm just a few hundred dollars from the bottom. And the if you think of all public institutions in the state, then I would be second to the mm. lowest. Wow! So that creates for me a real challenge. Yeah, with it, creating in spite of all the incredible things you're doing. I mean, the last hour has been filled with you know innovation after innovation, but uh, you're just not getting the financial support that that you should be for that level of uh, involvement. 
Yeah, and that, that's where I have to give credit to our partners because it's partners that have really allowed us and helped us to, to be able to make these new programs a reality, grants. You know, we work really hard to get those kinds of, of uh, funds, but for sustainability long term, for us to be able to become what I want us to become. You know, we're already Columbia's community college, mm-hmm. and my experience in Columbia is very different than it used to be in that if I were to tell someone here, I work at MACC, they would, oh, what's MACC? Mm-hmm. Um, now, more often than not, when I have a conversation with somebody, oh yeah, well my my son went there, my yeah. daughter went there, my mm-hmm. neighbor went there. You know, they're, yeah. they they're aware of us, and and I think um, the community's hopefully really taking ownership of us because we've taken ownership of the yeah, community, no doubt. And and you know, it's it's a final word here, but I mean, I I think our community has really evolved quite a bit. I mean, uh, not that long ago, uh, there was such an emphasis on kids getting a four year education or nothing. Uh, but but Mac has really come in and with the associate's degree and with the the, the maker space and with the mechatronics, uh, you know, you're you're now giving kids that maybe don't have a desire to be part of a four year experience. You're giving them an education that's really marketable. So, Jeff Lashley, thank you for your time this morning. Great to have you with us. Uh, we'll look forward to uh, keeping up to date on all the exciting things happening at Moberly Area Community College. Well, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity to come and visit with you. This is the CEO Roundtable. I'm Fred Perry. You're listening to Hot Talk 93.9 The Eagle. This city is my city.